The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Writer Files is brought to you by StudioPress, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, StudioPress delivers state-of-the-art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design, airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the writer files. A tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Cal Reed writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Author and entrepreneur hacker Johnny Naster dropped in this week to talk about the transition from podcast to best-selling book and how he helps digital entrepreneurs and creatives find shortcuts to success. Mr. Naster is the author of the bestseller, Hack the Entrepreneur, How to Stop Procrastinating, Build a Business and Do Work That Matters, a book that combines the wisdom of over 200 interviews with successful entrepreneurs from Johnny's hit podcast of the same name. John's own remarkable journey has taken him from punk rock musician to internet entrepreneur, podcaster, educator, author, and a guy who somehow still finds time to be a husband, father, and world traveler in between. Join us for this two-part interview. In part one of the file, Johnny and I discuss why most writers suck at grammar, the importance of the DIY mindset for authors, how to get into the flow state and write for 18 hours straight, and the importance of outlining your projects. Mr. Johnny Naster, thank you so much for dropping by the Writer Files podcast. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure, Kelton. <laughs> well, you have, you've got a new book out, so you're kind of making the rounds, and uh, it's an honor to have you on to kind of pick your brain and hack the author, if you will. Yeah, let's do it. And <laughs> I mean, you say like a new book, like I have like this like back catalog of books. Uh, <laughs> it, I have a book out. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'd love to dig into to your process a little bit. Um, maybe we could start out for listeners who might not be kind of familiar with your, your journey, a um, little bit of your origin story. 
Uh, sure. Yeah, I come from like I come from punk rock. So uh, early in my high school days, um, I joined a punk rock band that was people were all like several years years older than me. So from like grade ten, my very last exam at the end of the school year, when everyone was just going out to hang out at the park, um, there was a van waiting for me that took me across the country playing drums. And I learned this whole DIY sort of ethic, right? Do it yourself. If you want yeah. something done, just you have to just kind of step up and do it. Um, and so that kind of rolled into a wacky career path through my 20s, I guess. And then in my late 20s, I started um, my own businesses. Um, did that for like five years or so. And then 2011, 2012, I discovered the internet as a business. Um, and since then, I've been what they call a digital entrepreneur. Um, so now I just create products to make people's lives easier and more fun, hopefully. Uh, and I write to help other digital entrepreneurs and creatives and people in general uh, just do work that matters. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of my goal and ambition at this point in time. Yeah, well, I love Hack the Entrepreneur, the podcast. And did did you decide going into the podcast now with you know upwards of 200 interviews and kind of all the wisdom that came from that. Did you decide going into that um, creative process that it might roll into a book? Never, no. I have only, I think it was actually, uh, it was like September of last year that I think I finally came to terms with the fact that I, I could call myself a writer. Um, it's like, it's something that I was so, and it's weird because first it was like a podcaster, which didn't make any sense because literally like up till two years ago, I mean, if I like recorded my daughter doing something silly on an iPhone and I said something in the background, I, I cringe when it played back. It's like, I hate the sound of my voice, but now I podcast all the time. And so I've gotten used to it. And I grew up obviously in the traditional school system, which kind of really, I think, I don't know, put fear into me and thinking that I wasn't a writer because I never paid attention in like English class and grammar. I love to read. I've been obsessed with reading since I was like, I think six years old kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I still constantly and voraciously read. I love it. Uh, but I always just thought that I couldn't do it because I was no good at grammar. I'd, and I've only recently figured out that actually most writers are not that good at it. Editors <laughs> are really good at grammar yeah. and like stuff, but the writers are the people who come up with the ideas and can really inspire and educate and entertain people. Right. So, right. It was so it's really, really, really recent. And the book was really, I was told by so many like listeners over the past year, just and they literally like listeners, random listeners to my email inbox kind of put together the idea of the book. Like literally to the last email was, <laughs> and it should be in like different sections like your website is, and so that I can pick it up at any point and do it. And then it was like, bing, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then yeah, I just checked. September 28th was the first email I wrote to somebody that I'm writing a book and I'm launching it December 14th. Um, and I did it. I started December 28th and we launched a book on December 14th. Yeah. And the next day it went to Amazon bestseller. That's awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the success of that. I do love the, uh, the format of it as well. And there's something you said in there that really, you know, kind of rang true with me, I mean, other than the part about writers not all being very good at grammar, which I probably, <laughs> I probably committed 
like multiple uh, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> Digressions. Um, but no, it's great. Uh, the Hack the Entrepreneur book uh, is kind of broken into these pieces. Part one, getting started, the mindset part, ideas, being wrong, which I love, growth. Um, lots of good stuff there, John. So kudos on, on kind of putting all the the pearls together. And so many of those that you you know, kind of tap and, and quote in the book kind of come from that same DIY uh, mindset, don't they? Yeah, they really do. That's why, I guess that's why I've kind of like made, like it's kind of evolved to me trying to become this sort of catalyst to make more people realize that this DIY thing is, this is the internet as we know it. And it might, it's actually, I shouldn't even say it might. There's no way it will be like this forever. There's no way you can create a podcast from a basement in a small town in Canada and reach millions of people. Like there's no way you'll be able to do that maybe <laughs> in five years, in 10 years for sure, because things, big business will come in and start owning up all this stuff yeah. or there'll be regulations put in or there'll be something. But right now it's literally just, it's not only that you can do it yourself, but you can literally reach every single person in the world doing it yourself. And that's amazing to me. And yeah. I kind of, I want to push more people to really take that leap and do that work. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. For sure. Oh, and to come back to the point that I was trying to make before is that that you mention that, you know, anyone with a, a blog can write a, an article, write a post, get it out there to the world and see, you know, more eyeballs than a New York Times article, which is, which again, kind of comes back to that DIY ethic and the kind of the level playing field of the internet in that respect. But I, I love that message. I really do. So congratulations on, on the, uh, the book. So, so where can we find more of your writing out there? Uh, my writing right now exists at hacktheentrepreneur.com. Uh, the book itself is on Amazon. I write supposed to be a weekly article at entrepreneur.com. <laughs> but um, as we might discuss, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at those things sometimes. Uh, I write a copy blogger now once a month and I'm writing over at Founder Mag. Cool. Um, so those are the places right now. Nice, nice. Well, Hack the Entrepreneur, uh, how to stop procrastinating, build a business, do work that matters. Uh, check it out. It's a good, good read. So let's talk a little bit about your productivity kind of as a writer. Um, well, in addition to kind of making the rounds and, and promoting the book, are you, are you planning another project in the future? Um, <laughs> and so I literally, like it almost killed me twice, I think, writing that book um, <laughs> because, I mean, it was nine weeks from like the idea to, and I, I worked, I wrote seven days a week 
um, from, I would say, like eight hours a day to like 18 hours a day. Wow. And I worked with two different editing teams, all that. And it it was just, and there was so many times during it, like, this, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be, but whatever, I got to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> um, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered if you had another project in the pipeline. Are you planning a oh an right HTE and so, sorry, part two or <laughs> yeah? So it almost killed me. I said I would never do it again, right as it was ending, yeah. and then literally December fourteenth, as it came out, I was like, my brain was all of a sudden like five more book ideas. And then I was like, nice. no, just relax, just <laughs> relax. Like you literally just launched this book. And I made sort of the commitment to myself that when the book was coming, when I was getting close to finishing it, that I wouldn't just jump in, which I often do. I like, I'll create something and then I just go on to the next thing, but I don't promote that thing enough. Um, and the book, when it started out, was literally going to be like from transcripts kind of thing and just kind of an easy mm -hmm. way for people to, to kind of go back through my back catalog. And about a week and a half into it, I wrote one part of it and I was like, this is, this is really good. And I was just saying it to myself, which is probably not a good thing to say, but <laughs> that's what I said. And I was like, I'm going to make this like a really, like a real first book, like an actual first book that I can look back on a year, 10 years from now and actually be, be proud of. Like, yeah. I'll be like probably kind of embarrassed some of the ideas 10 years later, but I'm, I, I wanted to do that. And then I feel really, really proud of what I created. So now I really want to focus at least for the next six months, but hopefully for the next year of really just promoting this book and doing a lot of stuff around it. But, yeah. um, I really want to kind of get this one out as far as I can because I think it's a good sort of starting point for me and my thoughts and my ideas on life and business. Nice, nice. So you did a lot, so you did through a lot of transcripts, I'm assuming, um, as kind of research from, and you're pulling from hundreds of hours of audio. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. That <laughs> first process was... Post-it notes and Trello, like just chaos yeah. because it was like breaking it into five different sections. And then like the, f I have five sections on my website of like what I broke the podcast into when I joined Rainmaker, we did that to kind of make it easier. Uh -huh. But then when I started on the book, it didn't make sense, but I wanted it to make sense. So I spent the first like week, um, trying to put it into the same categories as the website, but then I was like, it's not going to work. It doesn't make sense in a book anymore. So I had to change the categories then <laughs> and then rearrange all the post-it notes. And there's certain people that I felt had to be in the book that have been on my show. There's certain people that I really wanted, but then it's like, well, being wrong, there's like 25 people and I only need 10. So then it's like, <laughs> uh. so it was, that was hard. Right. But that's to me, the hardest part of writing in general is yeah. getting that outline phase. Um, once I have that, I can fill in the blanks fairly well. Sure, for sure. So are you, do, I mean, before you sit down to write and kind of get in the mode to do that, you say you're putting in, you know, eight to 18 hour chunks, which is, which is, uh, sounds like uh, backbreaking. Um, do you have some pregame rituals to psych yourself out? Are you drinking a pot of coffee? Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee and I put a lot of butter in my coffee. <laughs> the bulletproof uh, method. And that's actually just been recent. I interviewed Mr. Bulletproof Coffee and <laughs> in September. And so since that conversation, um, we've kept in contact a bit and it's just, I've tried it and now it kind of, it's stuck and I really yeah. like it. So, but I drink a lot of coffee um, and a lot of tea and a lot of water. 
Nice. That's really it. So you say the nine weeks kind of uh, chunk that you, I mean, and that's commendable. That's that's it seems like uh, dumb getting it <laughs> getting it done in under <laughs> two months. But were you sitting down every day? Or were you taking yeah, breaks? Yeah, so typically, typically I don't work or write that much. It's just I really, I knew I know myself better than anything, and I've learned this over the years that if I don't have a hard and fast deadline, and if it's not short enough, I wanted it to be short enough timeline that I would have to work my butt off to get there. Hmm. Yet I wanted it doable. Um, I, it was a little bit too short and there was some times in there in the last three weeks where it was like, I should push it to January 14th. But then I was like, no, why? All I'm going to do then is I'm just going to stop working for three weeks <laughs> and then I'm going to get back to it and have as much work to do. So why bother? Right. Yeah. If I would have put it off till June, I just would have waited till April to start. So, and I just know myself, I know myself and I know I would do that. Um, so I just went all in. I did hardly anything else. Um, I mean, I, I stopped publishing sometimes on Rainmaker FM. I stopped doing a lot of things. I didn't write articles for uh, Entrepreneur. I didn't write for Copyblogger. I didn't do a lot of stuff that I'm normally supposed to do. And I just like hyper-focused on the book. Um, and that's kind of how I work in a lot of things. I work like really project to project based. Um, and I love to just dive all in and just put every ounce of my energy and strength into something for a couple of months. And then I love to pull back for a month or two and hardly do anything, just yeah. kind of coast. It's just how I like to work. Um, I can't do that all the time, but that's really how I've learned works best for me in short bursts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's certain to get you into um, flow state. It sounds like, so it sounds like some late nights there uh, as you were getting further and further into the, into the book do you um, like to stick on headphones or are you someone who prefers like silence? No, it has to be music all the time. Um, so not always headphones. If I'm, if I would be working in a coffee shop. Um, so I live in a small town called Thunder Bay um, for about half the year or a bit more sometimes, depending on the year. Um, so if I'm here, I typically don't work at coffee shops. So then I have a stereo um, in my office that I use or just straight through my laptop, mm -hmm. but Spotify is just playing nonstop. Um, and depending on what I'm writing, it'll depend on what I'm listening to. Yeah. But if I'm in any other city, then I got to get out of the apartment because it's usually small and my family's there. So then I head to a coffee shop and then it's headphones all the time. Nice. Nice. Um, so did you, did you run up against any writer's block type feelings as you were kind of pushing yourself to the extreme uh in the book i didn't hit really writer's block um except for the intro maybe and that wasn't writer's block actually i wrote i think i wrote like nine intros um and the one that i used is the one the, the very last one i wrote literally right like like literally two days before it had to get into Amazon <laughs> to be available for the 14th. Yeah. And it was the one I was happiest with by far. Nice. Um, and so there was no block. It was literally just, I, I wanted to hit people kind of with a story and with something that was just, I don't know what, uh, what I thought you wouldn't expect from like a business book. Right. So, right. um, I just, and that's the one thing that people come back to me about is that. And so it's like, good. So if you only read that, you'll at least maybe think that it's a decent book, <laughs> so, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I outlined it so, so much, like literally from the post-it notes across my desk and across whiteboards to then to Trello, which is basically free software that is basically post-it notes that you can move. Yeah. So I had 
the five categories. Um, my editors that I was working with directly, they're in Australia, so they would actually work the other 12 hours that I wasn't working. Um, right. And it was, we would both mark, we had different colors depending on who was working on what thing and what draft we were in. And so it was really just like, I'm going to sit down and I would look through Trello and I would kind of just like look at the headlines of the people and be like, this one, I can write this right now. I could just feel it. And so mm. I would just write that one and go to the next. Like there was no logical sequence, but I had so much to choose from. Nice. And then it was like, okay, ideas needs an intro and an outro. I got that right now. I totally just, something happened today that that works and I'm just going to write. So once you read the book, I mean, it's so many small little parts that it wasn't like I'm writing a novel and now I got to start at the like beginning. I guess that's how you write a novel. I'm not sure. And write <laughs> all the way through. So there was just there was always something that I could literally just look at quickly and be like, yep, I got that and just write it out and yeah. then move to something totally different. And so it was easy like that. And that yeah. was because of the outlining, which is something really, really new that I picked up and I, I can't go back any other way. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm and you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers, talk to you next week.